Welcome to Life as a Soldier podcast, a Demon Radio production. My name is Command Sergeant Major Albert Serrano, also known as Demon7, and I will be your host. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast to hear the stories and lessons learned from some of the bravest and hardest working men and women in the United States Army. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to episode four of our podcast titled Life as a Soldier. I am Command Sergeant Major Serrano, a.k.a. Demon 7, and as always, I'll be your host for today. In today's episode, we'll discuss one of the most crucial, I think, anyway, uh, parts of being in the military, and that is uh, finding a right amount of balance between what we do in our profession and our family. We're simply calling it uh, Family Matters. But before we begin in our discussion, I would like to give our guests an opportunity to introduce themselves. And when you do, um, for all of you online, please state your name, rank, uh, what you're currently doing uh, in the brigade as far as your duty, your family, and your hobbies. So let's begin with uh, HHE. Who do we have online? Hey, Sergeant Major. How are you doing? It's Captain Clark here. Uh, so I'm the uh, HHE commander, Captain Clark. Um, married, been in the Army about eight years Hobbies. Uh, I like traveling, hiking, and uh, and biking. I also uh, enjoy uh, hunting in the in the winter and fall. All right, welcome and thanks for joining us, sir. Uh, let's see, one six. Who do we have online? Good afternoon. This is uh, CWG Torres. I'm a pilot in Bravo Troop One Six. I've been in maybe 15 years this July. And um, I'm Chaplain Zach Jones. I'm also with 1-6, and I will be have been in for eight years in four days. Um, been married for five years, and my hobbies are running and CrossFit. All right. Well, gentlemen, thanks for joining us from Korea. Do appreciate it. Uh, who do we have online from 1-1? Good afternoon, Sergeant Major. Sergeant First Class Burfato. I'm uh, currently the S3 NCOIC, currently over here in Estonia. Um, been in the army just over 18 and a half years now. It's been my sixth, uh, sixth overseas tour. And, uh, yeah, got at home. I got a wife, two kids. It's actually my oldest son's eighth birthday today. So whenever he wakes up, I'll get to talk to him. Not a whole lot in the hobbies. Uh, I like to work on my house, get it all ready so I can eventually sell it when I'm getting ready to retire. So that's kind of my main thing right now. Hey, great. Sarnbrofado, thanks for joining us. And, uh, tell your, your, your son, I think you said, uh, happy birthday from all of us here. I appreciate that, Sergeant Major. All right, three one. Go ahead. Uh, good afternoon, Sergeant Major. I'm Sergeant Tillman. I've uh, been in the Army six and a half years. Married for almost six years now. Coming up in a month. Uh, I got two boys. My, one of my son's birthday is up actually next week. And uh, my hobbies are uh, fishing and hiking. All right, well, welcome, uh, Sergeant Tillman. Thanks for joining us today. Okay, as I stated previously, and I think this is all of us here for today. Um, so again, I really, I really do thank you for joining me today and in, in, in discussing our families and, and our work. Um, one of the things that, that I'm going to throw out there, and I'll, I'll give you my personal opinion, but uh, we hear the word balance a lot in the Army. So how do we balance family and military life? And I'll tell you, uh, I'll hit uh, 28 years of service here in four days. And my wife will be the first to tell you that it has not been easy, especially being married to this guy. And so... You know, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree that the, the balance is the right word, because in my opinion, uh, there, there's really no balance. The, our, our profession, our military life will, will kind of take priority lots of times on things that we need to do, as you all know. 
uh, and we really don't have much to say you know, on that aspect. However, I do agree uh, that we have got to prioritize our families, our, you know, our, our significant others, our children, uh, because there will be life after the army, and uh, you know, for all of us. And I, I, don't, I know I don't know about you guys, but for me, you know, I don't want to retire and, and be out there by myself. I would like to have my family still there. And so I'll share with you uh, again after almost 20 years of service, some of the things that, that, that I do or have learned to do to maintain a healthy relationship with my family is, uh, you know, these are just some examples I would like to hear from all of you. But for me, uh, especially I would say in the last 10 years of my life, when I sort of had a, uh, a little bit to say about where what the army is going to do with me, I, I've included my, my wife and my, my children in, in discussing, hey, where would you guys like to go? Where would you like to be stationed next? And as we all know, we don't always have a say in that either. But uh, oftentimes we get we get a you know at least to pick our top three if you will, and so I, I let my family kind of you know chime in where they would like to go, uh, as well as uh, you know do we live on post or off post you know the kind of house we uh, we decide on, uh, you know that way they they feel like you know they, they also have some some say and some ownership in it. Uh, I also make time and my wife will debate this with me as well, but I make time for date nights, you know, and try to uh, set aside some time for, for my wife and I away from my, my daughters. Um, because that's important. I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, I try not to miss any of my kids events, obviously, you know, school, JRTC sports, whatever the case may be. And I, I've also, uh, especially later here in my, in my career, I've, uh, I've talked a lot more about my job, my day-to-day -day routine and, you know, the things we do, for example, while we're all out here in, in Europe or in Korea, uh, you know, just kind of include them. Uh, I know when I was a younger soldier, I didn't always do that as well. Uh, and so I find that, you know, being able to, to, to discuss the things that I do, uh, you know, for my job that, uh, you know, makes my family feel like, like they're part of this uh, adventure, if you will. So with that, um, I would like to hear from, from whoever wants to go first and, and you know, kind of you know, that on that topic is, uh, what do you do to maintain a healthy relationship with your family? Whoever wants to go first. I, I think that it always, in terms of what the specifics are, it depends on the context of what you're going through. Like what you do in a rotation is going to be a little bit different than what you do when you're back home. But for me and for my wife, um, how we do things has a lot to do with how we express and receive love. For example, uh, my wife, I really responds well to acts of service. As you can imagine, being on a rotation makes it kind of difficult to serve my wife. And so I have to think to myself, what I have to get creative here and say, what am I going to do while I'm gone to maintain a healthy relationship, knowing how my wife receives love? And so on this rotation, what we've been doing, what I've tried out is a couple of things. Um, number one, um, my wife was getting ready to graduate law school, so she was busy. So got her a meal plan right with a green chef is what it was called i think and then uh, uh another part of it was getting cleaning service to come and clean up the house for a couple times a month so that way she didn't have to so those things that like i could do in person like cook and clean and take out the trash or whatever those things that showed her that i loved her that i saw her and that i knew how she received love since i can't do it myself i'm hiring an organization to come and help out with those things was a great way to show love and, and another thing that i'm sure a lot of us relate to is just making the conscious decision to make time for your family while you're gone and so rather than hijack the conversation i'll stop it there but i think that that's something we need to be thinking about and talking about especially in our non-combat rotation is 
Am I making the conscious decision to step out of that, uh, you know, that party earlier or whatever, and have that phone call or that Skype date, um, knowing that my family's forever, someday I hang up the cape, but the goal is to get to the finish line with my wife and I intact. Uh, those, those are great points, Chaplain. I appreciate it. You know, in, in my household, I'm usually the cleaning service, as you stated. But I, that, that's that's a great idea, you know, to hire somebody to do that for your wife. That's a great, great point. Thank you. Somebody else? Hey, Sergeant Major. It's Kevin Clark here. So for me, I think a, a big key in a successful relationship in the military is just communication with your spouse. Um, Over-communicate with your, with your schedule, with your training schedule, and then you can kind of identify periods of time where more family time is available and then periods of time where less family time is available. But communicating that to your spouse and your kids, if you have kids, um, so they have that expectation like, hey, dad's not going to be around this month because you know he's at NTC or he's preparing for NTC or he's preparing for deployment. But then, hey, this time period from this month to this month, there's really not too much on the training calendar. Um, he'll be able to come home more, uh, maybe plan a, a trip, weekend trips or something like that, so you can maximize that time. But but communicating, I think, is key, and, and that builds that expectation management with your family to know when you're available and, and when you're not, and that can avoid uh, you know potential um, fights or, or tension between um, a service member and their family. Over. Oh, you know what? So that's a great point. You bring up something that all of us serving, I know we can uh, we can agree on that. That we could always that we would like more predictability, right, for our schedule and for our for any training events, etc. So, given that to our families, as you stated, uh, I think that that absolutely uh, is beneficial for the expectation management piece, as you stated. Great point, sir. Thank you. Anybody else on this question or topic? Yes, this is uh, Chief Torres here. So, one of the things that I could that I like to use, um, especially now in where we're at technology-wise, it's readily available. And uh, I use an app called Boxer, and it's really good. I have five children, and it's nice, even though I might have five minutes to myself in between mission planning or flights, that I can send a direct message to my wife, uh, addressed to my children, a specific child, and knowing that they're asleep, but in the morning when they get up, they'll hear it, and when I'm awake, I can respond to it. So uh, that's one of the one of the ways that I work around the schedule. My wife, she makes time for us. And I, as, as I make time for her, uh, it, with time zone difference, with the kids, it's a lot more difficult uh, with school schedules and early bedtimes. So that's just one of the things that I use to kind of help out. Hey, I appreciate that, sir. You know, I never heard of that app and that, that's great. I'm gonna, I, I wrote that down because uh, I have not used that, but I agree with you. That our, our significant others, our spouses, uh, generally, we, we find the time to uh, to conversate or, or whatever for a few minutes. But it is difficult with children. And if you have teenage, uh, teenagers like I do, two teenage daughters, I mean, half the time, you know, it's I have to just kind of time it right. Because even if they're home, sometimes they're their friends or doing other things. So, But, but I think that's a great idea, and, and I appreciate you sharing that app, sir. All right. Uh, as we continue to talk, I, I'd like to, you know, throw something else out there for for discussion and, uh, and and see what you guys think of this. Um, what do, what do you guys think are some of the most common issues that we we've seen in families? You know, as far as what they have to deal with, especially when we're you know not not necessarily home, and uh, and how can we address them? You know, what what can we do better? I was actually trying to think about something. Sorry, Major. The biggest issue I think someone actually brought up earlier was the time constraints. Um, like for me, example, uh, hours here 
by the time I'm waking up, my family's already in bed, so I don't get to see my uh, children during the week. And then by the time they get home from school and the wife gets them settled, you know, makes dinner, it's already time for me to be asleep again. So uh, time management, like I talked about earlier, is really difficult. Usually I have to catch them first thing in the morning before school. Um, but since it's just the wife at home, thankfully she is experienced with with having kids and being on these deployments. It's still a lot rough on her. She has to get the kids ready, get them to school. Then she has to get back and get home and get to work. It's um, kind of touching on the topic earlier. One of the things we talked about is how, for me anyway, this is this is most likely going to be my last tour. I just got back from Afghanistan nine months ago. Now I'm here, and this will hopefully, assuming that my retirement packet gets accepted, this will be my last one, which is kind of one of the one of the chants and our, our little mantras we keep telling ourselves every day is, you know, this is the last one. So just trying to find that balance to where she, I can work around her schedule to find that few minutes of just seeing my boys and her in the morning, chatting for a little while and then getting them to school on time while they're getting dressed. It's just, it's difficult to find that balance, but you do what you can, when you can, as, as often as you can, just to, to remind your, you know, your kids and your family, that you're still there, you still support them. And then making sure again, that like, like everyone else that having that support network, for your spouse, whether it's a him, her, kids, maybe you got your kids dropped off with, you know, family members. It's just having that support network to let them know that, hey, if you need a break, you just make a phone call and that family or that friend will be down there in no time to give you her or him that time they need to just separate, decompress and just relax and then counting down the days uh, until you get back. I think that's one of the ways my family's helped make it work for my wife, my, my brothers and sisters and my mom write her almost daily to make sure she's doing okay and asking how I'm doing. So that, that's one of the ways she's been able to to keep her sanity as best as possible with our two boys running all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Great points. Appreciate that, Sergeant Burfato. How about you, Sergeant Tillman? What do you think? Uh, I agree with uh, Sergeant Burfato, just the uh, different time zones and time constraints. Because, you know, when I was in Korea, just find the time between my schedule and my wife's schedule because she works full time. Uh, with her job while trying to take care of two kids. So whenever time I call, she's usually at work, can't talk, or she's just getting off work and going to put the kids to bed. So it's just always been constantly trying to find that right time to call or get a hold of them to let them know that I'm still still here, I'll be home soon, you know, getting to see my kids and talk to them on a consistent basis. But it's a little difficult sometimes. Yeah, definitely difficult, Sergeant Tillman. Thank you. Hey, I'd like to offer up something for you guys here, and that is, um, so all of us on on the net today are leaders, you know, in in some form or fashion. So I'll tell you some of the challenges that I'm seeing now on our current deployment, uh, whether you're in Korea or in Europe, is uh, some of the young soldiers, and by I mean young, is they're straight out of AIT, they arrived to Fort Riley, and having some difficulties in getting them out here or over, you know, whether you're again in Europe or Korea. So I'll tell you that. When I think of, you know, what are some issues, common issues that I've seen with families, uh, you know, and, and what we could do better. So what comes to mind, obviously, is that that anxiety of a, of a first deployment, whether they're married or single. I'm talking soldiers now. Um, what do we do as leaders to kind of, you know, ease that that anxiety, kind of help them cope with that so that they realize that, you know, being on a deployment, albeit, you know, away from our family, which, oh, by the way, is the worst part of being a deployment, in my opinion, is that, you know, it is the best time to build a team, right? To get to know your soldiers, to get to know each other, to work hard, et cetera. And so some of the things I was, I've been thinking about since we've been out here, uh, for me in Germany, although currently in Romania, is, um, you know, maybe reaching out and doing some form of a, a newcomer's brief, if you will, on teams, 
where where not only leaders are talking to soldiers, but hey, you know, welcome aboard, and we really need you out here. You're, you're you know, you're a, a, a big part, a huge part of our team. But maybe having some of our our soldiers that are you know same rank, you know, that are out here with us, that are having a good time, that are getting after it, so that they could see that you know it's not you know that anxiety that they have uh, is, is something that we can deal with, you know, and potentially we can deal with it together. What do you guys think about that? So I'm ready to all chime in. I've had a couple of, uh, I sponsored a few soldiers, but I was in a ready reserve because I, I came out here a little later than most people. And even when I got out here, a lot of them were texting me a lot of those questions about where we're going, what we're doing, this, that, and the other. I think that if Rear Detachment had something like that set up and then they would have at least one person, you know, designated kind of like what we're doing right now, designated to kind of get on the line and do a Microsoft Teams where the kid, uh, the soldier, excuse me, can ask questions about over here. It would help them a little bit. It may not necessarily ease their mind per se, because I know they have to go over, but at least the, it'll give them a better idea of what they can expect while they're out here, whether it's training, barracks, you know, all that stuff. It, it helps to to know someone who's out here and actually going through it versus hearing stories about last deployment or last rotation it, it, they get a, a firsthand view of everything that's going on here. Not necessarily, you know, psych them up for it, but getting that better idea, at least they know what they're walking into, might put their minds at rest a little bit and give them a better idea of, of why we're out here and what we're doing, what our mission is. I 100% agree with you, Sarmber Fado. Thank you for chiming in. And I forgot you did spend some time in the Red Reserve there, helping us uh, get soldiers out of here. So I appreciate that. I mean, the concept sounds, sounds like a good idea, you know, assisting, you know, preparing somebody mentally for what they're about to go into. But I think this is coming from a place of complete honesty. If you told me I had to attend a class a month before I had to deploy and leave my family, even if it was for an hour, I'd be a little disgruntled just with the fact that you're taking additional time away from me. I mean, that might not be the right answer as a leader, but that's the truth as a human being. Like, I remember when I came back from my first deployment from Iraq, uh, we were having about one suicide a week at Fort Campbell. And the division's response was, Let's have everyone come in on a Saturday to do two to three hours of suicide prevention training. And I've, I've seen firsthand how it affects people's morale when you make these mandatory trainings. I would say they had something similar to that where people could record it, you know, like somebody can pre-can a Q&A and put that out there so that people that want to get it, that information can get it. But I would say making it mandatory for soldiers to listen to, maybe not best option for most you know sorry we're, we're sharing a computer here. so chaplain jones here i think to to add a different um side of that as well um, i think we're gonna have a class or something that to help bring information it might be good to structure such that it's designed not just for the soldier but for the families as well but yeah. something where um just i'm thinking about this pastorally um as a chaplain where a lot of the things that i encounter that the problems that I'm helping soldiers navigate through, it just seems like if the families were brought into that situation a little bit more, where the dialogue was, here's what you can expect collectively as a family, um, here's the kind of tools that you have at your disposal as a family, uh, here's what the different phases of adaptation to a rotation look like in a family unit, here's how it might manifest itself, here are the common problems that families have during rotations, and here's what reintegration can look like when you get home. Doing that as a family, as opposed to taking away those soldiers from their families more than you're already about to for those nine months, uh, might be a good solution because it puts the whole family in the driver's seat where they, they can sit there together and say, oh yeah, you know, come to think of it, because my personality is like this, 
I might have a problem with this aspect of it. So you start troubleshooting early on before it happens and you mitigate a lot of the anxiety and the pain uh, and some of the marital issues that come with the rotation as well as family issues and parenting issues that might manifest by just being unprepared as a family unit. Well, great points for both of you. And I'd like to, you know, touch a little bit on both of those. And and, and I'll start with Mr. Torres. So I, I don't disagree with you, sir. Having, again, done this for a little while now, uh, there have been many times where, where I've had to come in and do briefings and do other things, sometimes on the weekend, you know, or not. But I still, I, I could have been doing some stuff with my family. I agree with you on that. Um, on the chaplain's notes, because I'm going to go ahead and circle back on both of them. But on chaplain's notes, I also agree with you, chaplain, that, uh, we we have got to do better in incorporating our families, especially our young families, into into military life. I, I totally 100% agree with that. And so again, I was just kind of spitballing with an idea, but you know about the newcomers because we we do newcomers briefs in in some way, shape, or form. I'm you know uh, at, at all levels. I think at all every echelon. But but what I'm saying is is I think maybe um, as you said to record them or something like this on Teams. Uh, I think we can get after both. I think we can. We don't have to do it on a weekend. And now I'm specifically speaking about the soldiers we have there now, potentially coming out of here to us to Europe or Korea. And that is having the teams uh, not on the weekend where family members can come in and sit down with the Red Reserve leadership, with our leadership, with soldiers that, you know, again, that are, you know, that have something in common, that are the same rank, et cetera. And just kind of talking about everything, kind of like we're doing here. And granted, all of us sitting here uh, discussing right now, we've been doing this for a little while. But we can share some of the things you you gentlemen brought up as far as the difficulties with, you know, with uh, being deployed, with the stress, with finances, et cetera. Um, so, again, I, I think that there's uh, there's definitely uh, improvement that can be that can be made. Um, and, and again, the, the newcomers brief on teams is just something new. Obviously, when I came in the army, there was no teams. So you had to come in in person. Uh, but I think we could definitely get creative and, and, and do a better job uh, with this. Does anyone else have any any thoughts on on this specific uh, question I threw out there? Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and move along, and um, I'd like to ask you guys. Uh, it, we've been kind of discussing this already, but I'd like to know uh, maybe a little more uh, more details. Like, how important do, do we think? And by we, uh, I mean us soldiers, obviously, it, that a having the good balance between the the work and life uh, is to our overall health or or careers or life, really. And what I mean specifically is. Um, so if you're trying to get a, a degree, let's say a, an associate's, a bachelor's, a master's, whatever the case might be, that takes a lot of time, as we all know. Um, and you're trying to get promoted, you know, uh, and you have to study for the board and you have to get your record straight. You have to take a photo, all those things. And oh, by the way, you have a family and you have to spend time with your family. Um, how how do you think you 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 kind of break that down uh, so that you can continue to progress in your career, continue to get promoted, achieve the goals that you want to achieve? and not leaving uh, uh, your family behind so for me it just uh comes down to just managing my time the best that i can so maybe having an hour a day to study for a board or promotions or like that or thing in the military or getting my uh, record straight then maybe have maybe an hour or two to do my work uh classwork for my school and get that done and then take uh three to four hours out of the day to kind of spend more time with my kids my family take them out to dinner go see a movie or out to the park or something like that. Okay. Yep. That, I mean, that's, it's a tough act to balance all of that, but, but those are great points. Captain Clark, what do you think? Sorry, Major, I think it's just, you know, 
when you got all the, those items to juggle, it's really time management that that uh, comes to the forefront of my mind. And you know whether it, it, you're going to have to sacrifice for me. So I, I've been doing college online, um, trying to balance my work and then spend some time with family. And for me, that means you know waking up earlier before PT to knock out some of the work, um, my my regular you know commander duties, and that way it buys me time on the later end of the day to come home earlier and spend time with my wife. So, you know, that means a little less sleep for me, but ultimately I achieve you know, my work goals. I achieve my personal goals of, and, my, and get my degree. So I just, you know, I think it's, it's time management, time balance, but then also, you know, that it, you're going to have to sacrifice somewhere. There's only so many hours in the day. Um, so to me, it's less personal time for myself to achieve those goals, but it's, it's not forever. You know, my degree will come and then once I'm done with that, I can revert a couple more hours back to personal time or family time. But I think time management and, and sacrifice is definitely the way to go. It's over. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you, sir. Time management is uh, is key. And, and unfortunately, not all of us are great at that. Uh, but but sacrifice, uh, that is huge. I mean, we, we sacrifice a lot. But more importantly, our families sacrifice a whole hell of a lot. Uh, and we all know that. And, and it's tough to find that balance. Like I said, that's why I began this, this session with saying that I don't know about if balance is the exact right word that I would use uh, when I'm when I'm speaking about my work and my family. Hey, Chapman, uh, I'd like to know what, what do you think when you, when you speak to soldiers? When soldiers come in and, and and talk to you, you know, whatever time or you're doing PT or or otherwise, what what do you what is the the the, the biggest thing I guess or the, the most common thing that soldiers talk to you when they're talking about? you know, uh, stressors in their life as far as the military goes. Chapel Jones here at 1-6. So, um, like, just generally the biggest stress that I see is the whether or not it's true, I'll leave it, it's always circumstantial. Um, it depends on the person, but the perception of being overworked to the degree that they feel they don't have time um, for their families is kind of um, what I hear now. My response to that is typically, um, generally, uh, without giving away any specific examples, like what are you, doing? what are you like doing with your evenings? When your your wife is now awake, right? Let's say it's like over here we're um, 14 hours from from Central Time, so it's like it's uh, 10 p.m. here and it's like 8 a.m. there, right, or something like that. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. there, yeah, whatever it is. Um, and it's like, okay, she's awake, you're awake. What are you doing? And the answer is typically, is typically something like, well, I'm, I'm playing video games or I'm playing space with my friends. I mean, you know, those things have their place. They're, that's absolutely true. But we're all about that, like, we sacrifice, right? And we have that selfless service for the military. We have to have that same mindset for our families. The reality is that some of the stressors that we have on rotations can be mitigated if we're willing to say, you know what, instead of um, playing cards or video games, with my friends tonight, I'm going to have a couple hours and talk with my spouse and talk with my kids. So uh, that being, that is typically how that issue plays out um, uh, in my experience. There are some cases where, yeah, maybe they're being a little overworked and they need the opportunity to make the phone call. But I think a lot of times we inflict that harm on ourselves when we just don't make the right priorities in our lives. Yeah, thanks for that, Chaplain. I, I appreciate that because I definitely I didn't want you to get in too detailed, obviously. But I, but I totally agree with you. I think, uh, you know, as I go around and talk to soldiers of, of all ranks, really, uh, I, I think that 
you know, we've been talking about the, the uh, you know, what, you know, what's more important? Uh, is it talking, finding the right time to talk back home with the families? Is it work? Is it, you know, recreational activities, et cetera? I think, uh, I, I think just, we just need to educate soldiers better, especially the younger ones and on how to, uh, you know, how to get after the, the things that are really important. Not that you know, we hear all the time, everything's important and it is, but, but there's absolutely the right time for family. There's the right time for work, uh, you know, and for everything else that, that, uh, involves in you know, our military life. Um, Sergeant Burfata, what do you think? <clears throat> I apologize, sir. I made something broke up real bad out there. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, no, I was just saying, what do you think as far as, uh, you know, what, what, the discussion that we have, unless you didn't hear any part of it. <laughs> I was trying to listen as best I could, but everyone's transmissions kept cutting in and out. The t- Internet here is, is terrible. Sir, Major, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. OK, Sergeant Tillman, back to you then. What do you think? Uh, nothing really. Uh, just, uh, you know, making those sacrifices throughout the military. I've had to sacrifice a lot of my time, my sleep schedule, just to spend more time with my kids and my family. Or staying up late at night to try and get a, some study pack, study uh, a little bit more for some stuff. Okay. And lastly, I'd like to hear from you, Mr. Torres, uh, being that you're, I think you're, yeah, you are our only pilot here on the line today. Um, so what do you think as far as, if I remember correctly, sir, you said you have five children uh, and obviously your spouse, but, you know, obviously you got to get after missions, RO progression, A parts, et cetera. Um, how do you, um, how do you strike that balance? Yes, Sergeant Major. So uh, it, it is a tough balance. Um, you, I think it's something you kind of pick up uh, early in the phase of flight school with that balancing. Um, it's a challenging time. Uh, so the way I balance things is I don't really have much decompression time. I give myself about two hours a night for decompression. And majority of that is kind of figuring out what I'm going to do the next day and how I'm going to speak to my kids because I think the big thing with you know having children and as, as strange as it sounds when you have five you have to re- you really realize that well each one of these is a completely different individual and how are you going to engage that person and kind of excite them so one of the things that I do to kind of get that excitement with them is uh, I usually ask what is the best what's the best part of your day versus how's your day going and it kind of gets them on it it makes them kind of think uh, but to get back on track with what you're asking how I kind of strike a balance that Voxer app uh, works really well. Uh, writing letters helps, but I think the big part of it is not quantity so much as it is quality. So it's more down to the the nitty gritty relationship aspect of of speaking to your family and not just blindly listening to them and just blatantly speaking about your work day. It's more along the lines of how you're feeling and what you're what your dreams and aspirations are, what theirs are as well, what their fear and anxieties are and addressing those things, especially with being away, you know, kind of that reassurance for the family. Sorry, kind of went on a tangent there. I hope that no. answered. No, sir. No, that was great. No, I appreciate that. I mean, like I said, I, you know, you, you have a, a, a fairly large family, so I can only imagine, you know, you having you and your wife really having a, to, to balance between, between your five kids, but that's awesome. I appreciate you, sir. Um, so let's let's change gears just a little bit, uh, if we could, and let's all think back that we, you know we're back at Fort Riley now. And so what I'd like to do is I'm gonna go you know down the line each one each one of you. But what what we're gonna what I would like to know is so let's think back at Riley and and hopefully uh, pre-COVID. Uh, what are some of the resources or places that that we have at Riley that are available for us and our families to you know uh, 
to enjoy activities, basically to bond, um, you know, leisure type activities in the area. Um, hopefully, like I said, you could think of some because I know a lot of stuff was restricted due to COVID, um, but it is opening back up. You know, unfortunately for us, we're here, but but that's OK. But what do, what do we like to do there that, that we have around Fort Riley that uh, that benefits our families? Let's start with you, Kevin Clark. Well, um, I think uh, best thing, at least when we got to Fort Riley, was just kind of connecting with uh, some of the, the other spouses. I had my wife meet some of the other spouses and they, they would tell us like, hey, go out and check this restaurant out. Go check this winery out. Go check this brewery out or whatever. And just using the, the guys who have been here a little while to find all the, you know, the, cool, the cool areas. Because, I mean, some military bases, you think like Fort Polk, it's crap. There's always stuff to do um, around bases, and it's just finding those people that know um, all, all the secret cool places. And so just connecting with those individuals who have been at that base for a while I think is critical. Um, and then also you make friends, too. So, you know, just getting your, your family, your spouse out to the FRG, even though, you know, a lot of times spouses don't want to, but at least go to a couple because you'll, you'll, chances are you'll meet someone who you identify with or your spouse will. Um, and then they can connect and then you get the network going on on all the, the cool things that are available on Fort Riley itself. Uh, like I said, I, I like to hunt. So there's great areas in the training area to go to. There's uh, great fishing, a moon lake and some of the other smaller ponds in the, in the training area. So, you know, just just linking in with the MWR um, outdoor rec is another good resource that you, that you can go to. And they've got all sorts of of outdoor recreation as long as well as you know rentals for boating uh shit, even tickets for disney world stuff like that so that that's my take on that sir major no all great points sir i appreciate that uh let's go out to korea mr torres and uh, chaplain jones what do you guys like to do back at riley yes yeah, our major so uh one of the things we like to do is um just outdoor recreational activities there's a atv trail there at fort riley that's really nice so if you have little ones or kids that are interested in like motorsports uh, atv dirt bike trails slash off-road trails really really easy access really fun trails there and another thing is um of course the lake and mwr is a great resource they rent out boats and pontoons as well as well as camper trailers is another uh good opportunity to utilize the Army's, uh, what's already there for us. Uh, that's one of the things we like to do uh, during the spring and summer is our major. Yeah, and for my wife and I, we actually, like, we PCS to Fort Riley like six weeks before I went on rotation. So, uh, but in that six weeks, um, we were quickly able to find things to do there that we've loved to do in other locations. We're really outdoorsy, so we love to hike. Uh, we love to go check out new sites. And so we spent a lot of time on trails, one that comes to mind that is uh, really fun and really windy, uh, and you have a couple different route options is the Konza Trail, which is uh, not too far away from Fort Brown. I think it's like a 25-minute drive, and we enjoyed hiking that one, and there was a couple other ones that we really enjoyed hitting. And really, like for people who are looking to get like some kind of city life and go try out cool restaurants and stuff like that, now that they're opened up, um, you can go check out um, Kansas City as well, which isn't super far away. So I would encourage guys who are looking for things to do and feel like they're stuck in their homes playing video games or uh, just binge watching Netflix, you know, take a two hour drive to Kansas City. Like, there's really cool restaurants. My wife's like a vegetarian, so try one of those. It's kind of weird when you're eating grass, but my wife loved it. And so it was a great bonding experience. She eats what we had a good time. Eats. Yeah, she eats what our food eats. <laughs> 
That's great. Great. Appreciate you two out there. That, I mean, you mentioned some of the, you three really, Kevin Clark included you. So far, you guys have mentioned some of the, some of the absolute things that, that my wife and my family and I like to do as well. Uh, Kansas City, I'm looking forward to that when I get back, Chaplin, because I, I want to go eat some ribs over there and I haven't got a chance to. So looking forward to that. Uh, Sergeant Burfata, what do you think? So fortunately, uh, the area of Junction City, or actually not, it was closed, obviously, but now that's opening up. We're not that far away from a nice big park uh, that's right next to the pool in Junction City. My kids are, are water babies. They absolutely love going to the pools. So we did that a lot last summer. I'm hoping once this opens up and whenever my wife has her weekends, she can take the kids back over to the pool. We even using the park as it opened up. That was one of the few places that stayed busy almost all year round. So whether it's uh, in town or even on post, some of the smaller parks out there, they love running around playing. Um, my kids do go home. They like to play little video games a lot to watch their YouTube. So we obviously give them their time at home to relax uh, for them. Um, one of the few things my wife has traditions, like this is something for my little kids to look forward to, is that each day of the week they get to pick a, what they want to eat. And it's like their their restaurant that's oh, something they look forward to. My son, my son loves Taco Tuesday, so he gets all excited about that. Every Friday, they go to Cracker Barrel, so they actually get to get out of the house and go eat at a restaurant instead of just being cooped up all day long. Something they look forward to, which they really enjoy. And my wife and I, we like to travel as well. So when Kansas City was open, we love going out to those places, roaming around. Definitely agree with you on the barbecue there, Sergeant Major. I definitely want some good barbecue. But uh, until that happens, my wife keeps me happy taking me to Bourbon and Baker's every once in a while. Um, Biggest thing we learn, though, is taking advantage of the daycares, um, what do they call it, the day night. Drop the kids off later on in the evening. Uh, the daycares watch the kids for a couple hours and the wife and I can go out and just decompress. We can have dinner go see a movie, you know, just do whatever the heck we want. And that gives us our freedoms. So even my wife was talking about doing it for herself, just getting a night to go get her hair done or nails done if the, their place is still open or just sit at home in complete silence and just relax and, and get her rest and relaxation for the evening. She talked about doing that a few times and that that's really helped her. She enjoys getting a nice hot bath without two kids running in and out all the time. So if that gives her a few hours reprieve, I'm all for it. Yeah, that's great. Great. Sergeant Tillman, what do you think? So, yeah, a lot of great programs that we like to use is the MWR Recreation Center for me and my wife to go rent a boat, take the kids out, get them on the water, uh, show them how to fish, you know, catch a lot of things, as well as we just like to uh, travel. So we'll travel around Fort Riley go outside and see what's around the area to see what we like because we like going to different stores as well as uh, like the kids I'll let them pick out the ribs for me to smoke so that way they can eat them later and normally nice. we just have to stay home yeah no that's nice you know I, I like to hear all you guys talking about food because one of my favorite things to do <laughs> but hey look as far as I'm concerned I'll tell you guys I'd like to share with you that you know, I've never been to Fort Riley before. Like I said, I got there almost at 27 years of, you know, of serving. And I'll tell you, my family and I are, are pleasantly surprised, um, you know, having never been there before and pretty much been everywhere else. Uh, it, it's been great. I mean, the, I think personally, the facilities are great on post. The housing is great. Um, the, again, I got there during COVID, obviously, so I haven't got a chance to explore a lot, but but before we left, I did uh, start, you know, get out there some of those uh, uh, bike trails uh, as far as, you know, being able to either ride your bike or run or, or just walk. Uh, the the uh, Adventure Park, I got a chance to do that before where they have the paintball, they have uh, archery, they have the uh, uh, like an obstacle course. Uh, the Warrior Zone, it, you know, is on the other side of post from us, but it's there. And then, you know, I'm not much of a hunter fisher, but but I, I do like to do it. And I know there's plenty of places around 
Fort Riley, on Fort Riley, that you can do a lot of those things, uh, as well as, you know, plenty of, uh, of uh, gym facilities. You know, we have our D-Hop, we have our gyms in a box. I mean, the community all around at Fort Riley, I think, is great. I think it's uh, definitely family-centric, family-oriented. Uh, I think uh, I think it was Kem Clark that mentioned it, uh, making friends and, and, you know, acquaintances, if you will, neighbors, et cetera, having, you know, getting together, especially now that, that COVID restrictions are starting to uh, back off a little bit. I think those are all great things. And I'll tell you guys, I don't know about you, but before we deployed, uh, talking to my wife, my family and, and senior leaders, all I wanted was for that when we go home and we get them off that plane, that we, we're not wearing a mask. Our families are not wearing a mask and we don't have to wear a mask anymore in Fort Riley. That, that was my one wish or hope uh, for us when, as we get home at the end of this year. So that that is, uh, you know, that that is looking like it's going to happen. And I'm excited. Uh, so with that, as we begin to wrap this up, uh, gentlemen, um, you know, I, I always hope that, uh, you know, this gets out uh, to the soldiers and, and some of our families. Because I don't know if your families are tracking that we do this podcast, but but I know my family is and they've listened to the three episodes prior to this one. Uh, and, and so I bring that up because if we as we've been discussing family matters during this episode, it, you know, as we depart um, and I'd like to just offer it up to every one of you, starting with Captain Clark. If there's something that you'd like to say or share about, hey, you know, Fort Riley or or how important family is or specifically to your family, what would that be? The big thing that I would say, and um, it's going to be my party line for as long as um, I'm in the chaplain corps. And I hope and pray that it continues to be um, what I will leave and stand by when I retire someday is that the reality is that you know, what we do is is important. There's no denying that like we, we have a very a very important jobs um, for a very important organization and all at once someday we're going to come home and what we're going to come home with our whole career relegated to a shadow box that'll collect dust on um one of our dressers out in the living room or something or in the little man cave or whatever um but ideally you've lived your life and you navigate your career in such a way that you're going to come home to a spouse and to your kids who love you and are excited to see you and are thankful that you're in their lives. And the way that we do that is not by like necessarily letting our careers or um, our obligation to service take a back seat, but learning how to navigate that well as a family. So I would encourage soldiers, um, I encourage families of soldiers keep open lines of communication with each other, right? Uh, I, you don't know that there's a problem necessarily unless somebody says there's a problem. Let's say that your family's overwhelmed because of your op tempo or something and you really need a change of pace. Well, there's no way for you to know that it's bothered them wants to communicate. So uh, I would say on both ends, like communicate, be on the same page as one another, support one another, um, have that open line of knowing like, how is this going? You know, um, it, it, is this path or is this lifestyle, is this off tempo, is this organization okay for us? And, and you keep moving forward and figure out if it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean you get out. Um, it might, but what it might mean is like, what do we do with our lives and how we structure our lives such that it is okay? How do I make this okay for you? And uh, if you commit to that, and if you commit to walking that journey with that kind of communication, uh, I think that you'll be successful, whether you're a private right out of basic training or whether you're a sergeant major with 28 years of military experience you keep communicating with your families and i and i think that you'll find that this journey 
despite all of his frustrations, can really be a joy as well. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Mr. Torres, what do you think? Uh, along the same lines of uh, Chaplain Jones is, you know, just to reiterate what he said, you know, when, you're, when your service is up, the Army will just keep on rolling. But the, the ultimate question is, what have you done to ensure that your family's there to support you and to say thank you for what you've done and and uh, let's live our life now and let's open the next chapter in our book. You know, I think we're the only organization where, you know, I think it's a blessing that we can have these kind of dialogues and communications. If you worked for a corporate America, they wouldn't be caring about what your family was. It'd be bottom line up front. So I think we're, we're fortunate to be in this organization where we care about families and we make that known to people. I just think that people need to be equipped with the tools to to make that a reality and people need to make that sacrifice. And, and like Chaplain Jones said, you know, family needs to come online as well. And the service member needs to be able to understand understand their family and kind of see when there is a concern. And maybe the family doesn't want to bring any more stressor to their service member. That service member needs to be able to step up and ask those pointed questions to get that information out of them because they might not be willing to express it because they don't want to put undue stress on their service member. Overall, I think it's our responsibility to ensure that we keep those relationships open. Yeah, thank you for that, gentlemen. Over to Sergeant Burfato. Any closing thoughts? So basically, uh, touching on what everyone else kind of said, every single post you go to, you're never going to find everything you want to do everywhere you go. Um, most military places, obviously, they put out in the middle of nowhere. We're fortunate enough that we have some small towns near us and some some decent cities out there. So it's what, in terms of the post you're at, it's what you make of it. You can always find things to do. You can always try new things, see if you like it or not. So post the installation you're at is what you make of it. Um, I'm fortunate enough that my wife is also prior military, prior deployment, our uh, Iraq veteran. So in terms of making it through these deployments, we, we've done a pretty decent job of getting ourselves set up. Uh, my career is over. She's followed me you know, along around the world. My kids have followed me part of the way too. And then once I retire, it's going to be my turn to, I don't want to say step back. I'm still going to need to work, but to step off to the side at part of her career um, <clears throat> in front of mine. Because this whole time, it's always been my career. Where the Army takes me, pushing me to get the rank. Now it's my turn to step off to the side get a job and be the same support role for her that she's been for me for the last going on 16 years next month. So that, that's the biggest thing for us. We were fortunate enough that we were able to sort of time it correctly. So by the time I get out, she'll have a few years left till she retires and then we can take care of all those things afterwards. But I, I think finding that balance in terms of, hey, you know, your job is done, but you're not done for good. Even if you're at home retired and just relaxing in your GD214 blanket, there's still work to be done. We still have things to do around the house. Now it's your turn to assume that role for her or for him, depending on married to a man or a woman. And then they can take over and focus on their career and and, and focus on getting their retirement taken care of. So you find a, a good balance like that. I think your family will do well. And I think your marriage will continue to grow as hopefully continue to grow as it has been over these however many years you've been in. All right. Thank you for that, Sergeant Burofato. Sergeant Tillman, any thoughts? Uh, I don't really have any thoughts. Just everybody's pretty much uh, hit it right on the head with everything that they said. I, I agree with everybody said. Just keep an open mind, consistent communication, and uh, just working it out. And by the time you get out, you can switch roles with your spouse and take over for them and care for them even more than you can now. All right. Last but certainly not least, Captain Clark. 
All right, sorry, you give me some time to, to think of a, a worthy <laughs> response now. <laughs> so I'll just say that, you know, closing comments is family life does not end when you're physically separated from your family. It's just, it morphs, it alters. Obviously, you're doing things differently. You're not doing things in person, but it doesn't mean family needs to take a, a secondary role. It needs to remain primary, uh, a priority for you. And just finding those ways that you can keep your relationship going uh, long distance and looking forward to coming back and reuniting with them and planning for the future. I think that's that's the way to go and, and you know, kind of what you have to do to, to adapt to this Army lifestyle. But it's it's by no means impossible. It's difficult. It takes some time to learn and adapt to, but by no means impossible. Once you figure out a way to, to, to keep that going with your family, you be successful in your personal life and in, in the Army. Over. All right. Well, those all those comments were, were absolutely great, and I appreciate that. So... Again, I would like to first and foremost thank you all, gentlemen, uh, for joining me today uh, from Korea or wherever you are in Europe. Um, you know, th this uh, this podcast is is something that I hope is is beneficial to our soldiers and potentially to our families if they decide to listen in on it. As far as I'm concerned, I can tell you that over the last 28 years, I've learned a lot and and uh, a lot about family, a lot about uh, dedication, a lot about the army. And I can tell you one thing is the Army is absolutely a lifestyle. It is not a job. It's not an adventure, as we say some years ago. Uh, it is a lifestyle. You completely have to buy into it or not. But if you do, uh, the journey is great. I mean, it's been wonderful for my family and I, uh, provided a lot of opportunity for us. And, and, and I don't have any regrets. I wouldn't do it any other way. Um, not only that, but being a part of the Big Red One and, and being stationed at Fort Riley has, has also been been a, a great opportunity for us. And uh, should this be, you know, the last stop, which I hope not, but should. But if it is, uh, I couldn't have picked a better place to, to end it. And, uh, in, you know, I hope that uh, every one of us online today and our soldiers listening uh, decide to, uh, you know, to give the Army an opportunity and. Uh, Finding that balance between the, the Army and, and your family is, is going to be challenging, but I can tell you that it's worth it. So, again, thank you for joining me today, and have a great, uh, wonderful rest of your day or night. Demon7, signing out.